0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kamak with Down to Earth. It's a show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today, we're talking about something that matters a great deal, and it's about serial killers who are targeting black women. And this is particularly interesting because I don't believe that we've ever uh, in our history really seen incidents in which serial killers target black women. We've seen where serial killers kill women and kill anybody uh, because they're serial killers. They just want to kill. They kill for the thrill of it. Thanks to criminal minds, we now have a pretty good idea. I shouldn't say that. It sounds so macabre, but thanks to criminal minds, we now have a pretty good idea of why uh, people kill people. So today on our show, uh, we're going to talk about um, serial killers who are targeting black women. And this is especially interesting for me because I find that uh, we it's not something we talk about a lot. Um, it's not something that we focus on a lot because we don't we never needed to. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, sorry, I went off camera for a little bit there. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in this predicament where we find ourselves uh, with serial killers who are targeting black women. Isn't that? Craziest thing you've ever heard, right? And why on God's green earth does this happen? I don't know. So it's interesting because in this particular episode, we focused on a young black man who, as usual, you know, the authorities all kind of overlooked him because he he didn't appear to be, I think we're so accustomed to seeing serial killers who are white, it never occurred to them that when a group series of young women uh, became, were missing, showed up missing in a particular area, it didn't occur to them that it could have been a black man with them. Right? And especially when these women were, uh, were challenged. Uh, some of them were sex workers. Some of them had run away. Or they were working, uh, they were homeless. Not a nice thing to, Not a nice place to be. And so why does this happen? So what happens is the serial killer in this case targeted these specific individuals because it suited him. You know, it's one of those things where uh, I know most of you are now looking at the impeachment situation and you probably are like riveted. But I want to distract you for just a few minutes this morning because the impeachment is going to be all day. They're going to talk all day and then the talking heads are going to have a field day making money and the consultants are also going to make money. So if you don't mind, (laughs) you're going to be inundated on your timelines with this kind of talk all day. So for just a few minutes, let's focus on the issues that matter and what really matters (laughs) is talking about serial killers. Now, I myself, like most of us, have been curious about serial killers. I mean... What makes you a human being decide to kill another human being, and what makes you find it? Do you do it because of the thrill, or do you get, you know, do you have some kind of diverse or, or otherly uh, requirement that makes you that motivates you to kill people? I, I'm I'm curious about that because I'm curious about people who do that. Doctors, for instance, fascinate me. Because doctors touch your body when you're ill. But you know who I find creepy are morticians, people who touch the dead. They're creepy to me because I want to know, Are you? do you have some kind of macabre fascination with touching the human body when it's unresponsive and when it can't respond to you? So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that absolutely just creeps me out. I think the creepiness factor in it is, is how do you – and I, I think most of us are in this place where you can't figure out how do you kill someone. And the methods that serial killers use to kill people and then act as if nothing happened. Whereas you and I would be freaked out. If somebody comes in our homes and in the, in the moment you're trying to defend yourself and you poom and they drop, you're still going to be, oh my God, you're going to call 911 and I freak out because you're freaked, because it affects you. But a serial killer who kills, And then just goes about his normal life like nothing happened. In this particular story, let me set it up for you. So this young man, right, he's, listen to this, he's young. He's 23 years old. He's facing a triple murder where he's charged with strangling and asphyxiating three women in one year, in the fall of 2016. And he's also accused of the attempted murder of a fourth woman who was pregnant at the time. What they say he did was he targeted young black women who turned to sex work to cope with homelessness because no, he said, listen to this, he said no one would notice if they disappeared. The authorities believe no one, he thought that, right? So he targets a particular group. That's so pathological. it's unbelievable. Uh, The question that I'm posing is, why are Black women viewed as being so expendable in the eyes of those who target them? And what is it about a Black woman's existence that makes her more susceptible to such violence? And for Black sex workers whose mental health issues combined with threats of homelessness exacerbate their vulnerability. So, I think I want to appeal to everybody. Can I just appeal to you all? Even if you are not black, most of you are non-black, right? And this happens for anybody. Because even in the Deep South, uh, we find that white women who are incarcerated in large numbers are incarcerated due to mental health issues and homelessness associated with mental health. And or they do petty theft, like, you know, retail, retail stuff. assault and violence, because when people are mentally challenged, they don't have the right receptors to perceive threats that are coming to them. So what we're finding is that they sometimes turn to sex work, because it's a way not of coping, but it's a way of surviving, because if they have, they get paid for their sexual activities, then they can buy food and perhaps Uh, Pay for a motel to stay in So they're largely transient Right? And in that transience, they're expendable No one sees them as Valuable and no one will notice That they have disappeared Maybe that's why I stay visible Because if you guys don't see me for a day or two You'll be like, what's up with her? Let's go check her social media feed Is she still on social media? Do you see what I'm saying? And so uh, I am saying to you that Something has got to be done, and we have to talk about this so that an awareness is created within each of us. It's not your responsibility to go find Black women and to figure out why Black women are being targeted. But suffice it to say that when it does happen, we find that it's because they are expendable. They're viewed as being expendable. And we need to figure out what that means. We need to figure out Why are black women so transient and expendable? But in these stories, what we saw in this particular instance was that they were homeless and they had turned to sex work. And I don't know about anybody, but I'm just saying to people who are sex workers, y'all better get an app and have someone log in with a credit card and you have a picture of who you're going to be with before you step into someone's car. Don't you guys find it very in, you know, almost, it's almost as if, aren't you completely out of your mind to step into a stranger's car at night on a corner? Like it's mind blowing to me. I, I, I can't stand on that. I really can't go there. And yet sex workers, are very expendable the ones who are on the street and they are often targeted and often experience violence as a part of their sexual activity and a lot of them a lot of people women who are homeless turn to sex work so just so they can survive because you know men are always looking for sex and men are always looking for ways in which they can have sex that a lot of men will tell you they'll have sex with sex workers because it doesn't require commitment and it doesn't require any attachments, So they just go about it. And when you look at it, you have to ask yourself, why? Right? I imagine that sex workers, and we call it sex work in contemporary language today, but I imagine it's always going to exist. I don't imagine that there will come a time in humanity when it won't exist. I think it will always exist. We're not here to say that it won't. I'm not here to say that it won't. What I'm saying is there needs to be more, uh, more opportunities perhaps to prov- provide it so people will not feel that they have to turn to sex work, and especially when you're vulnerable. A lot of what we have seen now in our society is that people with mental illnesses have turned to sex work because they don't have any other way of surviving because family can't cope with them so family puts them out family can't cope so family calls you know call the police the police come and lock them up take them away family like don't bring them back here i can't cope with them because there are no health mental treatments mental health treatment facilities around the country it's just something that apparently we don't think is necessary They took that out of the budget in 1971 or 1973 because some crazy-ass guy from Yale or Stanford, some crazy psychiatrist, I can't even remember his name, went and said, oh, my God, the conditions in mental health facilities are so bad, we need to not lock people up, shut them all down, and we all shut them down. And what we fail to realize is that people who are mentally unwell do need somewhere where they are treated. Because they can't be treated by family members. So now that we have no psychiatric care facilities in most of the country, people who are mentally unwell, where are they? They are homeless. Sometimes they have surviving family members who simply can't cope so they don't bother. And sometimes they just don't have anybody at all. So they can't cope. So they're out there on the street. They are a prime target for violence. They're a prime target to be sex trafficked, human trafficked, to be used as whether sex slaves or other kind of slavery. It happens. As well as they're also targeted for violence because they don't, nobody cares. The cop is going to drive past without seeing that that's a human being, a whole human being laying on the ground, right? Nobody cares about the value that this was once a person, somebody's baby. This was once somebody's child, Right? And in this particular case, there's the, 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 one of the women, young women whom he killed, this young man. His name is Khalil Weaver. He's 23 years old. He killed three women in like the space of a month and a half in the fall of 2016. And they even say in one case, one of the women whom he killed, he burnt the abandoned building down. Can you believe it? and returned, like every guilty person, returned to the scene of the crime and was standing outside watching the fire truck extinguish the flames in the building that he burned to disguise that someone was was, was inside. He had strangled her. I don't know. any. They didn't say where he grew up or how he grew up. They didn't say if he had, because some of these serial killers, they start killing real early. They start by killing family pets. It's not a lie. They start by killing pets. They get the first thrill, and then it's something. I'm just saying it's a deviant form of humanity. It's extremely deviant. Talk about deviant behavior. That's what that is. Because before he killed them, he socialized with them. In this one instance that they're charging him, he actually had a text uh, conversation going on by phone text with the victim. And the victim actually texts them this. Are you ready? Guess what she said. You're not a serial killer, are you? (gasps) This apparently was her first time. Her parents were expecting her home. And she went home, took her mother's vehicle, got in it, and was apparently trying to make some extra money. So she texted him through her social media account. So he was looking for people on social media. This is why you and I are watching our social media feed and seeing some stuff on it and saying, you must be out of your mind to post stuff like that. They literally are. Because mental illness is something today. I don't know. When I was growing up, people who were mentally crazy were just locked away. Right? But mental illness today apparently is not immediately desertable. It, 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 there, I don't know if there are meds that controls them all the time, but sometimes it takes a while for you to realize that somebody is actually off. <laughs> so they, are, they have the ability to create social media profiles and to know that they can go solicit and just post some pictures. Because uh, frankly, like a couple nights ago, I was on uh, Facebook and it was late at night. And I forgot that one of the reasons why I had stopped looking at Facebook was some of the stuff that I saw in my timeline. Well, it was late at night, it was probably like after when I say late, I'm talking about like after ten, after eleven. I'm so glad kids were not on Facebook. And up on my feed pops people post all of a sudden were just posting naked pictures or semi naked pictures. And I was just like, Okay, 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 let's get to the real stuff here. Like seriously. And I said to myself, so they do know that they should post late at night. And they were getting a lot of likes. So the people who are looking for that are out there. And I'm thinking to myself, you must be out of your mind to post a full frontal with your face and your body and inviting people to like you. You must be crazy. Because people will inbox you and ask you to meet them on the corner of so-and-so. And they will get it done. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the craziest thing ever. So, now in this so this young man, Khalil Weaver, knew how to. This is the thing with, with, with these characters. They know how to profile someone and they know what to say to them to extract out of them what they want. A serial, if a serial killer is going to kill you, trust me, you're not going to know. They have already planned it out in their mind. They know exactly what moves you're going to make, how they're going to counter your moves, and how they're going to corner you. It's almost as if you can't win. A serial killer is a dangerous person. And I'm not saying there are, it makes you wonder, are there serial killers among us that we don't know about? What is the profile of a serial killer? I think we should all go look that up. Because sometimes people can't just be loners, but they're not serial killers. I'm scared of people who don't have a network of, People around them I would as a woman I would never date anybody any man who does not have friends whom I can think of or know of I would not this internet dating fantasy is exactly what it is a fantasy because a lot of people will not forthrightly tell you how dangerous it is to connect with someone online people are going out of state to go meet people in hotels whom you don't know? Are you nuts? People are getting robbed and they're not reporting it because they really can't say, "I was looking for some kinky sex. I was looking for sex outside of my marriage or outside of my relationship. I can't afford for the people around me who know me to know that this is what I like." And then they're 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 taken advantage of, right? Dangerous. So we finally. The, he's not the first black serial killer. I know of another one. He's not the first one, but it makes you it makes you wonder. Hello, Oops. morning, right? It makes you wonder. I'm glad you guys aren't tuned into the impeachment stuff. You don't need that stuff. It's gonna be there all day. They're not gonna stop. They're gonna go on and on looking for ratings and on and on and on and on. Right? So take some time out to think about this. Help me think this through, right? So have you ever thought about what makes a serial killer? What makes another person sit there and look at you and say, I'm going to kill that person and I know exactly how to kill them and so on. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. So, you know, my, my production assistant was saying, well, why are black women so easily targeted? Because they're not valuable. Black women are not valued by the society. Therefore, they're targets of violence, and especially if they're already on the skids, if they're already challenged domestically. So if they are homeless, right, they're more susceptible. And I told you this last week that in Detroit, there's this c- colony of, of white people, young, especially young white people, the oldest might be 35, right that's the higher end the older a- end of the spectrum who are homeless and they've been made largely homeless by post-past drug use right so drug addiction has contributed to their homelessness and they're made ho- they're rendered totally incapacitated totally incapable of leading a normal life or they recently emerged out of prison and their family has rejected them So they're homeless so they live in abandoned houses so they created a whole colony right so everyone you know the law enforcement and so on they know they're there but there is rampant drug abuse you know what else is rampant there violence sexual violence and physical violence rampant assault who's going to who's going to validate them and validate their existence when the society is saying they threw you out. Your own family doesn't want you. And here you are walking the streets, smelly, dirty, uh, broken down. Nobody, nobody wants to have anything to do with you, right? And so because they're, rendered, they're perceived as being invaluable, they become targets for sex trafficking. They become targets for people with nefarious intentions looking to take advantage of vulnerable people. And the problem is further compounded and exacerbated by one's own ethnicity, right? And your own, so you don't really, you find yourself like you don't have something to do. I remember two years ago, it must have been Thanksgiving, and I remember a woman reaching out and wanting help. And she had young children. She had three young daughters. And I was, I I remember saying, you have no idea how much you are at risk. Or sleeping with your children in the car at night and they were trying to find shelter before winter had really set in. You know what I mean? It was like early Thanksgiving, early November, like now when it wasn't that cold, but after Thanksgiving, you know, it's going to get pretty cold. Well, not to this year, this year it started getting cold before Thanksgiving even started. We're in November and we already have a snowstorm. There's ice on the street, <laughs> right? Right. And I remember telling her that she has no idea how compromised she is. She has no idea how compromised she is. And I, I kid you not, I kid you not, you, you've got to understand, my friends, how important it is for you to be able to, to, this is why I say to everybody, please keep yourself, keep an eye out on your young women. Watch over them. If you know somebody in your family who is perhaps mentally challenged, tell that family to keep a rod around them because they're vulnerable and they're susceptible to being easily influenced because they don't know, they don't, don't, they're not able to perceive danger. So somebody giving them attention, they might view it as positive attention when that person is probably going to sexually assault them or rape them. Or in this case, Murder them. Hear what the young lady said before she was killed. What did she say? She texted him to say, you're not a serial killer, are you? You know what that tells you? That tells you that she somehow realized that her meeting someone she's never met before on a Facebook medium to go make arrangements to go meet him somewhere where you're going to get into his car. It uh, immediately stirred up misgivings in her, but did she act on her own misgivings? No. and And from reading that story, her her sister and her mother were immediately uh, displaced when she hadn't returned home that night. By the next morning, they were calling the police because they thought something had gone wrong with her. This is why I say, folks, uh, use your phones to catch up with your folks, right? If you have an iPhone, you can add people to your phone whom you want to uh, whom you want to keep in touch with, and you want to track people's location. On Google phones, I don't know how it works. If you have to download an app to track where people are, but on iPhones, you can just send a friend request to your family members, so you can keep tabs on them all the time. We all need to do that. Right, We all need to figure out how do we do that. We all need to. Because if you don't, we are looking at people who are largely vulnerable, who are being taken advantage of, and who are being uh, set up and being used not just for sex trafficking, but invariably they're a murder experiment. I'm beginning to think that so many, the faces of so many missing people have just disappeared across the country there is an epidemic of missing women missing black women and girls an epidemic it's estimated over 200,000 black women have disappeared since 2010 it's almost as if they're just gone without a trace not a word not a tr- just disappeared they were walking down one street one day and they got into someone's car and they're never seen or heard from again I am saying, even for your family members who might have gone to college in another city in another state and they are short on money, they will think that being a sex worker is a quick way to make money. But baby, if you can't go to their dorm room and if they can't come to your dorm room on campus, you don't need to be with them, period. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I, I think we have to get to that stage where we recognize that something is off with some people. And, 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 and serial killers don't necessarily come like, you know, the brooding type. They don't always look like the guy who's creepy driving the creepy pedophile van around. Serial killers are often ordinary people. There's nothing suggestive about them. In fact, in this story, I'm telling you about the young man, Khalil Weaver. They say he acted like a regular guy. He looked like a graduate student. He wore glasses. How disarming. He wore glasses for God's sake and dressed like a a regular bloke, a regular dude, just, you know, going about his business. But at the same time, he was busy killing people. God help us all. God help us all. Like, truly, we need help. (laughs) I kid you not, folks. We need help. Right? We need help. But I also want to focus on who are these uh, women? Who are they? Why does such a large percentage of our population seem to be undervalued? Historically, could be right cultural. Right, there are many reasons why. And here's the thing: when when you don't value. large segment of your population anything can happen right so you have to we we have to and i think it's up to some of us to you you have to kind of let leave yourself and leave the folks around you open to be able to 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 make sure that you don't leave yourself vulnerable make sure there's some value attached to your life and if you're single here's some things to consider if you're single have a routine that your friends and family can pinpoint, right? Always make sure you're texting or you're in touch with someone because nowadays what they're even doing, they're even taking over someone's phone, using your their thumbprint to log in, and then they're posting from the person's phone as if nothing has happened. Disconnecting location settings so, they, so carriers can't find out, but still... Off a tower somewhere. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Aren't people creepy? Is is that not creepy behavior? I don't know about you, but it is really creepy to me. <laughs> I have the TV on in the background, looking at this thing going on, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Impeachment 2020 uh, 2019 style. <laughs> I almost said impeachment 2020, then I realized next year. 2020 hasn't come in, <laughs> right? And so we're we're looking at this because we're like, well, what the heck is going on? Why are so many black women showing up missing? And you're probably asking me that because of homelessness. Where does the homelessness come from? Mental health issues, right? That's one, That and that's a big part, as well as people are sex workers. And believe me, a lot of violence takes place in sex work. You might be just amazed to know how much violence takes place in sex work. I read a University of Minnesota study about a year or two ago in which they talked about the, the author of that study.